<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. On this episode of Geek PD, adventure awaits us as we delve into the trope in literature and cinema known as treasure hunting. Grab your torches and find those maps, ladies and gentlemen. This is Geek PD. Geek PD. What is happening, Crocodile? My name is Dre. My name is Migs. My name is Ian, and welcome to the second season of this precinct. Yes, <laughs> season two of Geek PD. Who knew we would have seasons? Yeah, I'm Marcy Smarty. www.geekpd.gov.edu.th. Yes, welcome back to our to our precinct here, and of course, I guess. As with most uh, influencers, I guess get, let's get this out of the way. If you haven't followed us on our socials yet, that's on Facebook. It's just GeekPD. Look it up. You'll find our little badge logo. And then on Instagram, you can find us at GeekPD Official. There's nothing on it yet, but there will be. Expect a, uh, a Slave Leia photo of Migs on there soon. Oh, nothing can possibly prepare you for what's to come. <laughs> it's like an it's like an impending doom. Where did that lead you? Back to me. Speaking, Cut to me in a bikini. <laughs> speaking of doom or temples of doom, ah ah ah, ah, ah. I think ah ah tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to get into today's case file. All right, so for today's case file, I wanted to talk, especially now that we got a photo posted by Tom Holland, I think a couple of weeks ago, of him as our good old boy, Nathan Drake. I figured it'd be, it's, it's, it's a long overdue topic for us to talk about treasure hunters, or at least the treasure hunter trope in cinema. Or I guess we can even call it in pop culture, because again, Nathan Drake is just about to appear in cinema, and for the longest time, he's just been on PlayStation games as the the leading character of Uncharted or the Uncharted series. And I wanted to talk about whether or not you guys, for, first off, maybe we can debate on who we think is the best out of the plethora of choices there are. But also, I wanted to talk about whether or not you guys think the treasure hunter trope is a timeless one and one that will continue to exist in the future and maybe if more will ever come up. Because I, for the, as far as I can remember, Nathan Drake, he's he is the most recent one. I don't think we've had a new pop culture treasure hunter as of recent mm. after Nathan Drake. Unless I'm wrong. Am I wrong? I mean, none that I can think of right off the bat. But right? I think, I, I mean, Nathan Drake is definitely one of the new ones in the new era. The thing is, though, like, you, you, you have to delve into, like, what is classified as a treasure hunting piece. Like, yeah. we know that Indiana Jones is up there and... um Tomb Raider and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like, does it necess- Like, does the genre change along with the time that it is in? Like, what if it's in the future and it's futuristic? Is that still treasure hunting or is that a sci-fi? You get what I mean? That that's a good point. But because in that same context, Nathan Drake is more modern times, right? But mm-hmm. the places, yeah. But he's yeah. it's because unlike the the Mummy, the Mummy series. It wa- I think it's what was it, it was in the twenties, nineties, thirties. No, no, so it was released in the nineties, but it was set in the thirties, World War One ish. Yeah. So, yeah. In that context, with Nathan Drake, he was a treasure hunter in the modern times, but the places he would go to were still kind of ancient places. So yeah. I guess we can frame this in the context of that, because it still wouldn't feel this. Granted, if we're talking way, way, way into the future like cyberpunk type of you know year and looking back treasure hunting in our time might be the same feeling that they would get because we the reason why for me at least what makes a treasure hunter film a treasure hunter film is the kind of feeling that you get watching them explore these ancient places right right That's yeah true. so you could that argue context, that jumanji is <laughs> well maybe yeah and i guess contextually if we're thinking about it now, maybe it wouldn't count if in the future in treasure hunting nila is our time because we're living in our time, but it might garner the same kind of feeling 
and catharsis within them because it feels like years years ago in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I I'd like to I'd like I'd like to differ though because I don't think naman it'll change what the interpretation of a treasure hunter is because you have different kinds of media like different movies yeah. such as the the Disney's Treasure Planet which is set in a futuristic timepiece and yeah. also I always just thought of it as a rule of thumb that okay uh the the motive is treasure hunters if uh, like just on a on a foundational level it concerns someone stealing a certain kind of loot or or treasure. Mm-hmm. Because you could say if you could also argue for characters in Borderlands that are vault hunters, yeah, yeah. whose primary objective is to just to to get all of the treasures inside a vault. Like they're called vault hunters, but yeah, you know, it's just a matter of semantics because that's pretty much what a treasure hunter is. Yeah, but that's also said in a very neo. It's like it's a it's like a Mad Max type of world, and yeah, it's a different yeah. It's still a different interpretation, a different cultural setting yeah. or context of the story. But I think, on an essence, you still feel okay. These are still. The, the the context is still somewhat treasure hunter. Yeah, you know, you get your average, yeah. you know, spelunking in those games and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's still those artifacts and everything. I guess as long as there's some kind of sense of adventure and exploration into places or lands unknown, I think that would fall into in, into the treasure hunter aspect. But I think, well, to cross things off of our list, I guess we can start talking about. Let's list down who at the the most well known or at least our favorite. Uh, treasure hunter archetypes in recent pop culture if, if you can call it recent but so first off we got indie i believe he besides treasure planet i think he might be the first treasure hunter archetype Maybe in movies yeah that, that kind of took the world by storm like everybody knows indiana jones oh you yeah, think treasure yeah. hunter he's you like, think indiana jones right and he's also like synonymous That's to true. you know traps being activated in dungeons and yeah. labyrinths and and I mean the uh, the boulder is is such a classic piece of mm-hmm. pop culture referencing that people reference to this day in treasure hunting moments in their that scene with Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, after him, I don't. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, or we don't have a comments section on this thing. Obviously, like like in like yeah. in film. So well, Ray? I because it's tough. I don't know if you want to talk film generally, or I just say in general pop or just culture. Pop culture. Yeah. I, I can yeah, list the solid no, like, few. I, that... I don't know uh, who came directly after Indy. Well, the, who, the person that comes to oh. mind right now or the two people are Lara Nicholas Cross, Cage Tomb Raider. Treasure... Or, oh. Wait, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to him. Benjamin... We're going to get Benjamin Gates. <laughs> Franklin Gates. Yes, Benjamin I love him, Gates. but we'll get to him later. But yeah, do you guys know who came first? Lara or Rick O'Connell from The Mummy? Oh, what do you mean? In terms of movies? In films? Uh, yeah. I love because Tomb Raider was in what two thousand, the film. Some yes. like that, something around that time. But the video yeah. game came out when? That's that's a better question, I think. When did the oh, video uh, game? Way before that, right? Yeah, because I remember playing it on an old PC, like a Windows ninety. Yeah. yeah, she had the so, triangular boobs and everything. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah so, it was released in nineteen ninety four. Safe to say that she technically came right after Indy, would you say, or at least uh, right I or guess, before Rick? I guess as a as a treasure hunter kind of symbol, like yeah. as a, as an archetype. Now, when you say treasure hunter, these are the, the specific kinds of characters you think of. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would like to agree to it. It's it could be Lara. If anyone after, out yeah. there has is a huge fan of someone that came directly after Indy, uh, you can get mad at us in the comment section. Yeah, oh, psych! We no, don't yeah. have one. But, Zing. <laughs> <laughs> Although I point out that there are there are other I'd like to argue other treasure hunters that fit the bill, but don't seem to be. The treasure hunter type when you look at it at you're gonna have to like our facebook page if you want to correct this <laughs> <laughs> that's true you'd have, you'd have to like it and then comment you're have on to like it. and share it and then rant us yeah. <laughs> or, you know, berate us flame war us no but the thing is like uh in video games it's always so easy to classify one as a treasure hunter because eventually if you are on a quest like for example the witcher or assassin's creed you are going mm. to end up doing a treasure hunt sometime because with all of this like expansive like uh, a huge map and everything, you have side quests. Obviously, some of yeah. them aren't aren't necessarily as you know um, confrontational as just going to a place and beating up a bunch of bandits. But you're also gonna have to appreciate like the scenery. A lot of games now, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, are are flexing their graphics and everything. So of when course, they world yeah. build, they put so much detail into it that they want to force you in this immersive system where you have to appreciate the environment. By putting you mm-hmm. into a treasure hunting mission or scenario, yeah. Assassin's Creed, they they, I've played 
most of the games. The Ezio games are the best, in my opinion, obviously. Oh, yeah. I would say from a storytelling perspective, I, they definitely, yeah. nothing has topped it yet. And even before mm-hmm. they did all the pirates and everything and the Vikings and whatnot, oh, there geez. was already a treasure hunting <laughs> aspect to Ezio's storyline. Like, although you had his story where he was trying to avenge his family and, you know, he had to fight the Borgias and everything, there were parts where he was trying to find the artifact known as the Apple of Eden. Eden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were so many parts where you would just go into this ancient temple or, or an abandoned assassin's base and, and something where there's a safeguarded relic and whatnot. You, got, yeah. you have to do some Indiana Jones stuff where you Yeah, you, know, you actually go into some catacombs from, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, exactly. But it's not exactly treasure hunting per se because although it is an artifact that you were trying to retrieve, the mm-hmm. assassins are safekeepers of these artifacts. They're not yes. stealing them. They're actually just protecting it from ne'er-do-wells and evildoers like the Templars. Yeah, and I was actually going to point out to, to the same effect that I think we can classify treasure hunter, the treasure hunter archetype or a person into it if it's kind of their main thing. Like it's, it's what they do. Like say, Indy technically is a professor, but he's also kind of known like he procures artifacts for, if I'm not mistaken, he, and I think Migs and I uh, talked about this a while ago, he technically, he doesn't keep them for, him, for himself. He, yeah. he gives them to museums. So, or yeah. maybe the government to keep mm-hmm. in Era 51 if you want to talk about Crystal Skull, but a lot of people don't like that film. So, <laughs> but yeah, I guess we can categorize them as treasure hunters if it's their kind of, it's, it's, their, it's literally what they do. Like Lara Croft, she's some rich girl, but I think mostly what she does for fun is treasure hunting, right? I guess also, like, I was trying to, I went to film school. Inevitably, I'm going to try to see the hero's journey. Well, I went movie. to culinary school, Migs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is that this framework already in my mind when I'm watching a movie is the hero's journey, yeah. which a lot of, of people course. are familiar with. If you're not familiar mm-hmm. with it, the hero's journey is basically a formula where a main character has to go through a process and whatnot. It's not just the three act structure. There's a bunch of you can look it up online and whatnot. There are a lot of story beats to it. Exactly, there are different mm-hmm. kinds of story. Beats. There we go, That's story like beats. Yeah. And those story beats, there's something that prompts the hero to go on this adventure, which is the call to action. This is very common in The Lord of the Rings, where Frodo is set on this quest to destroy the Ring of Mordor. Yeah. It also happens in The Hobbit, where the dwarves arrive and, you know, they have to they have to get the Arkenstone from the Lonely Mountain. Which is exactly why I would say that the Hobbit is also a treasure yeah, hunting film. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's completely. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's also what prompts the hero or the call to action per se that classifies it as a treasure hunt because for example, you have treasure hunters like Tomb Raider. She's not mm-hmm. there just to grab the treasure. I mean, she hates tombs. <laughs> <laughs> yet she raids but, them. Yet she raids them because there is this like there's this something that there's this event or or person that prompts them to go there. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. just, hey, treasure is up for grabs if you're willing to get it. Like, yeah. for example, Robert Langdon from the Da Vinci Code series. Uh, it yeah. deals yeah. with a lot of ancient artifacts that go all the way back to the Christ era. But what prompts him to go on these quests and adventures is the crimes that are associated with these artifacts. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. in Inferno, he was prompted to find Dante Alighieri's mask because there is apparently an eco-terrorist that is out there to release this pathogen. It's a bio-weapon. Yeah, it's a bio-weapon and whatnot. And the code is through Dante Alighieri's mask. Yeah, and and, and which which does make it a little bit tougher in that context. It's, It's about him trying to kill a mummy. Yeah, but I mean, it's it happened mommy. because they were treasure hunting. So yeah. exactly, the, the so, elements are still there. Yeah, and I mean, this is definitely a hot take, and it it a lot of people could get angry about this. I I think I kind of like Rick O'Connell better than Indy. Yeah, like I do. Like, I do like, enjoy like, Warren uh, Fraser's. Yeah, like cultural cultural impact aside, because obviously Indy has paved the way for a genre all on its own, and kind of has has given us so much. The the Indiana Jones films. But all that aside, if we're just talking which character I enjoy watching more, I think I enjoy Rick O'Connell more. Be it the comedy, the energy that he has. Because even when Indy in the first Indy film, Raiders, he even when he was younger, he didn't give me that that very uh what's 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 the term when you have a lot of libido is not the word, is it? Is libido the word? Sexual that's not the word no no <laughs> <laughs> sorry wrong word <laughs> no but he has a lot of he looks like a, an, an energetic young man like he looks 
Like he's got a lot of strength with it. Use which. <laughs> Yeah, but like, no, because <laughs> yes. Are we are we implementing that in this new season? We are, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just just do so, it. So you know, like, I, again, I could be mistaken, but I was rewatching Raiders the other. Uh, was I watching Raiders or Temple? No, no, it was Raiders, and it just it didn't have like when I watch Rick, I see him jumping around, like he just looks stronger at that age and and more exciting to watch than Indy was. And again, maybe had, it's because he had that libido. He had that libido <laughs> yeah, he had that libido. No, I mean, just again, it might be because Rick uses a lot of guns, and it's just it's it's exciting to see him just dual wielding these revolvers. And it's about killing. And it's mummies. about killing mummies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love the whip. I do, but it's just you know. And then the one time, the like, the few times we see Indy using his gun was it, well, that scene where, if you guys remember that scene where this this one assassin comes out with a sword. Starts flourishing his his sword, and then Indy looks at him from afar and just <laughs> shoots him yeah, with his pistol yeah. and walks oh, away. I love that scene, you know. I mean, it's cool. It's very Harrison Ford. It's very much so Indy. But I just think Rick O'Connell's cooler, man. I think he. Dr- okay, no, I would say how they dress is about even because they you they know, rush roughly the same. Yeah, I, but I think it's also because of the treatment of the films because it's a very action packed movie. Yeah, Mummy. Yeah, and also I think it's because one. Indiana Jones is a Spielberg film, right? Yes. So it has that kind of Spielberg charm where it has these yeah. these story beats of danger and and thrill, but it's still okay to show to a to a non like even below a PG audience compared to the Mummy, where Alam Kung director. I know that there, if I if I'm not mistaken, the director of the Mummy, like the Mummy and the Mummy Returns, is the same director as the Van Helsing film with. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman and yeah. and G.I. Joe, the first G.I. Joe. So you can tell that those kinds of fight yeah. choreos, those scenes that really have those action packed into them. Yeah. It I think it's on the treatment. But I'm pretty sure. Let's say if mm-hmm. let's say if, if Indiana Jones was directed in that kind mm-hmm. of way, which I think Crystal Skull was kind of. They did bank on that a lot, especially that that uh the vehicle fight scene with oh, geez. with Shia LaBeouf. What's his name? What's his name? Mutt, Mutt William. Mutt William? Yeah, see, yeah, and you know, Junior. I recently found this out. Did you know that that scene where they're going through the woods, like the, the forest, that was shot on set. That was not green screen. It's just that they did so much to it in post that it looks like it was green screen. Like a lot of that was actually shot on location. Yeah, and I mean, Whoa. I guess on a small tangent on Crystal Skull, there are a lot of weird things about it. Like there's just generally how the film was shot. Aliens. It looks... It's, it's, <laughs> did you notice that it looks so clean? Alien. Like it feels yeah. like it's yeah. bright and overexposed half the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All their clothes, they never look dirty. It's almost, like they, it's almost cartoonish in a way. Yeah. You could, you yeah, could which, say. Some, some would argue maybe it, 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 it's that way because it was made to be that way. Like that was the aesthetic yeah. they had in mind. Yeah. Didn't work out too well, but you know, it, I see where they were going with it. And it ha- does definitely have its charm to it. That refrigerator scene is absolutely ridiculous. He would totally oh would have God, yeah. would have ended up becoming a pancake. He, oh, but yeah, again, dude. it's given us that a lot of cool things. Like, and if you guys have played Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. yeah, there, yeah, there, is, a a, there is a perk you can pick up called Wild Wasteland. And amongst many things, like if, if there's a, one part where you see a burnt a burnt down house, you see two skeletons that are named Baru and Owen. Oh man, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, with Easter that, egg. I don't know. With that wasteland that. perk, you can also come across a refrigerator, a burnt-up refrigerator, and inside is a skeleton with a with a hat, cowboy right? hat. Yeah, with a hat. With a fedora with a fedora. With a fedora. Sorry, not cowboy hat with a fedora. <laughs> cowboy, <laughs> cowboy hat. But yeah, so you know, it again with these films, well, at least with Crystal Skull, I get, I get where they were trying, what they were trying to do. And I think that Mutt's character receives way too much flack than he deserves. Because, I mean, for one thing, Shia LaBeouf acted his heart out. He did the best with what, with what was given to him. And wh- his performance mm-hmm. is not in question. Like, he, he did great. It's just that, obviously, I, I don't think it was his choice that he would swing around like Tarzan. Like, that. <laughs> I don't think that, you know. And I, th- I, I also, I felt the whiplash. Because... I still got the Whitlicky vibe. <laughs> it was too soon, man. It's so fat. Crystal Skull. Because his, his, his mannerisms, his antics when he banters, it's 
very shy. Eh? So yeah, he just becomes shy in mostly a lot in a lot of his roles when he banter's. Yeah, and, I think because this was before the Shia LaBeouf Renaissance period that he had, where he kind of the ba- his, his Renaissance. Renaissance, where he figured out his yeah his Renaissance, his just, yeah, young uh, performance Van art Go era, that kind of Euronia. stuff. He was still, I think, uh, bouncing off of the fame yeah, of being dude. a Disney star with even Stevens. And again, Transformers. So he was young. He's a very young actor. And obviously, he's, he's, he's a fantastic actor, as we see with all of his recent stuff and, and with the Shia re- Renaissance. And mm-hmm. he was, I think he was done dirty in that film. It, it sucks. And obviously, Spielberg and I almost called him Indy, Harrison Ford, they, they're not big fans of him because he kind of, yeah, you guys know this? Shia kind of badmouthed the film. No, oh, I did not. Well, I, did, I did not know that. Yeah, he spoke ill of the film. How you know? And he also spoke ill of Steven Spielberg, uh, be, mostly saying how the young just now was it. Was, you know, he's a big fan. It's like never when people tell you not to meet your heroes. It was one of those things. Yeah, because he, it. I think Spielberg told him about like, relating to this film. Now, sometimes you got to make films, but sometimes you got to sell some cars. That's Oof. not the exact quote. From my memory, but that's it's it's close to that. And basically, you know, Shia felt nah, this film, he, it was a privilege to be part of this film, but he was disappointed with how it turned out. But to Spielberg, it was more of what would sell better. Like he was in it for the money as opposed to the filmmaking of an indie film. And Harrison also told him then something along the lines of sometimes you just got to sell a film. You got to know there's a place to speak your mind and there's a place to sell the film that you're in. Oof. Yeah, because I think during some yeah, so it was it was tough, and that's why parang medyo na blacklisted ata si Shia LaBeouf for a while. Cause yeah, cause I mean, you piss off Steven Spielberg, he tells everybody not to hire you. He's yeah, Steven Spielberg, exactly. right? He's Steven Spielberg for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's definitely a lot of controversy around Crystal Skull, besides it being the, not the best indie film, which is an understatement, I think. Especially with that ending where the alien just like, uh, uh, I want all the knowledge. Smirk, like just looks at yeah, lo- lo- looks at her, and then she just disintegrates. Mega mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. it had. Some people oh, don't yeah. like the fact that it was aliens. I think it's odd, you know. But you know, that's either spend, here nor there. I think like you spend enough car, you spend enough time with the character, you start to associate them with past characters. Like for example, with what Ian said, the child mm-hmm. of like reminded him of. Witwicky because he still gave off Witwicky vibes. Um, yeah. When I was thinking about that, like, it kind of made me look back at Tom Holland. Like, do you think it's too early for him to play such an iconic character as Nathan Drake? Right. Oh, you right mean like anybody else, uh, not but except Spider Man? Yeah, exactly. Because like, I feel like he hasn't let that simmer yet because we're still expecting another Spider Man film. And mm-hmm. if you're and he is still Spider Man with a yeah, I know. So the thing is, if you're starting. With a new character like Nathan Drake, who is obviously part of a long-running series of games, like you're mm-hmm. starting up a franchise essentially at that point, and yeah, I just feel like although Indiana Jones had the same same situation with Han Solo, like yeah. he's still Harrison Ford, <laughs> even if he's yes. Han Solo or if he's Indiana Jones, he's Harrison Ford. So, will it be the case where we see Nathan Drake as Tom Holland, Peter Parker, or will we see Peter Parker and Nathan Drake as Tom Holland? Because in my opinion, mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Nathan Drake are completely different characters. Of course, yeah. If you ask me. I don't know how that's going to work. Is it that's going to be a detriment to the character in, in itself? A lot of people might be loyal and purists when it mm-hmm. comes to being a fan of Nathan Drake that they might think that, okay, this kid's way too young. He's well, he is playing young Nathan about. Drake. Yeah, that's true. But like, not a lot of people would understand that. Like, they, they expect to see old Nathan Drake because we've already finished the Uncharted series. With the last yeah. game that came out, but so but I believe they they have at least in the pre- in the press junkets that have been released, they have been very vocal about him being the young Nathan Drake, and you kind of see the early parts of his relationship with Sully. So they 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 it's not it's not it's less like they it's not like they haven't told people like people at least people who are fans who have been following it should have been made aware already at this point that he's young Nathan Drake. But I get what you mean, though, that you know some people might still see him as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at this point, like Tom Holland, he's very young. You know, he's like our age group for crying out loud. He is our age, iconic, right? 
Yeah. Uh, kind of younger than us. He's yeah, our age, guys. Yeah, yeah we're young. <laughs> we're hip. Oh, yeah. We're oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're young. <laughs> Not <lame>. That's fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Diggity. S- swag. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> That's lit. Let's get turned tonight. I feel like, I feel like this is a make or break. Uh, era in his career obviously he didn't get back on the horse like when he mm-hmm. when he's like in his 30s and everything yeah but now that he's in his youth and he's playing such iconic characters like the scene is so Which hot is, you know for, now that you for tom Holland, now that right? you mention it uh, yeah. he is you know, big his big roles right now are very iconic characters obviously spider-man and then yeah. nathan drake like these are people that are very well beloved oh although mm-hmm. i'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt though tom holland because have you seen The Devil All the Time on Netflix? I have not, but I, I it has pretty good praise. I think people yeah, say it I'll, was really good. Actually, the film was okay. It's like around 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it has mixed reviews, yeah. but leaning more to the positive side. But what people really like were... The, people praised the performances of Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland. Tom Holland. And this is a very... So the subject matter is very dark. It's very... It's not... It's not his usual. What is what is the plot? What is the plot of this? In, is it a film or a series? It's a it's a, it's a film. It's a drama. It's like okay. a it's about it's about abuse and violence, and it's set in Oof. World War Two. So it's a period drama. Yeah. And if people can can retain that suspension of of disbelief with Tom and yeah, and watch Tom Holland uh, perform this very strong role, mind you, he's he grows up to be a no, a very a pretty violent. He has certain scenes that are. Not like it's not. It's not like super gory. Wait, he's an abuse. He's uh, the abuser. No, I won't, for for reasons I won't. I know I won't spoil it. But his archetype okay. does end up becoming somewhat violent, and you don't really see that in any of his past roles. But mm-hmm. a lot of people love love his performance. It, it was very strong. Yeah. It was very compelling. So I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, if if he already signed up to be Nathan Drake, I'm pretty sure he, given what was what he given what is given to him. I'm pretty sure he'll respect them in the source material and make yeah. sure that it's not uh, altered or distorted in a negative way whatsoever. Yeah. But of course, you're you're right though, Mix, because people will 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 have this perception of. What I mean, they, yeah, they definitely. Yeah. They, they've action. literally seen but, Nathan Drake's story from a first person third per- or third person. Final second yeah. person. <laughs> Although some would, some would argue that we've never really seen this age Nathan Drake. At, at, like, at, at an entirety we've seen teenage Nathan Drake like, and yeah. then we've seen a, a somewhat young young adult Nathan well, he's young adult Nathan Drake now but we've seen but the, like, the Nathan Drake that we know we've seen the young one in Uncharted th- 3 4 which is this, is it 3 that where you where you're where you see how he met Sully I forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, but there's that scene where you see how he met Sully yeah, and he's I, a teenager there. We've seen that. Then again, I, I get you though, because now it, it he can fill a different slot of his yeah. age, and it you know people won't really have a visual element of what he should look like at that age. Yeah, because we so, haven't seen it. At yeah, least as so far guess, as far as I know. So he can kind of. But I get where Mitch is coming from also, in that he's playing to he's Spider Man, Peter Parker. Obviously, he's he's American, and Nathan Drake is also American. So it'll be tough. To kind of di- distinguish his American accent in that way and how he would play it, because as a British person, you know when you have your accent down, it's tough to be- play a totally different person and make your accent the same but also different. A different kind yeah. of character. Yeah. 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 But uh, I was uh, to also kind of counteract the point of him being seen as just Spider-Man. I mean, if uh. Have you seen Extraction, Migs? No, I have not. But I've, Chris Hemsworth on Netflix. I've also heard a lot of It is stuff. a fantastic film. It's really good, at least in my opinion. And the whole time that I've watched it, I didn't once think of... Yeah, I didn't visualize him as Thor. Like, I totally bought him in the character that he was playing. And he did it really well. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm, 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 I, I was very pleased with it. I think he did a, a great action. Like He's basically kind of John Wick in a way he was kind of John Wicking things but it didn't feel like Thor in a in a different setting mm-hmm. so Pretty I much think he wasn't typecasted yeah way, so I think but then again you know it depends on the the actor I guess but I think yeah I mean if, like uh, Hugh Jackman has been playing Wolverine for 20 years now so yeah, like and, and it means and it's not like he had a dual iconic role yeah. except maybe the greatest showman or yeah but like I and in, in the greatest showman, like he people took him as that guy and not 
Wolverine and a circus. And Lame Miss, how can I forget? And Lame Miss, how can I forget? Right. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Two, four, six, so one. Yeah. Uh, so I think, but Yunga, as, as Migs pointed out, Tom being a young actor, I think definitely makes it a little bit tougher for him because mm-hmm. see, Hugh Jackman, Chris Hemsworth, well, maybe not Chris Hemsworth, but Hugh Jackman has, has been seen in other roles besides Wolverine. But Tom Holland kind of is, is, is really mostly only known as Spider Man. So him branching out, which also is probably why he's trying to branch out mm-hmm. to more roles, because you don't want to get stuck just as Spider Man yeah. and forever be Spider Man to when Spider Man is the, over. He'll end up yeah. being the Peter B. Parker of Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. He just won't get any roles. Yeah. But oh my God. I have high hopes. I am putting my hopes up for this film because I know that for one thing, I, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, Tom Holland's a big fan of the game as well. And also they did invite Nolan North onto the set. And he oh, did no way. out of fun. They flew yeah, they they flew him in. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they didn't tell him a lot because they offered to show him the script and tell him about the plot. Because if you um if you guys want to follow Nolan North on YouTube. I'm talking to you guys, not our listeners, by the way. But there is a he, there is a YouTube. I'll, I'll send you guys a link later. He has a YouTube channel that he kind of started with Troy Baker, which is funny, where they play retro games. And sometimes Nolan North kind of does like a podcasty mm. type thing there as well. And he talked about how he, he was invited on set. And I think they offered to tell him about the plot and the script. But he said he declined because he, he said he wanted to be in the cinema and experience it like everybody else and, and be amazed and be surprised by it. But he, he's just as, as excited with the film and it seems like he, he hasn't spoken anything negative about it based on what he saw so I think if Nolan North himself is kind of like yeah with this film I think we could maybe trust that they're at the very least on the right track with Uncharted but then again you know anything can happen especially with studios and getting in the way of final cuts of films that could, that could totally always happen but you know let's hope for the best and, and just hope for a good transition into the cinematic universe for Nathan Drake because as Migs very well pointed out numerous times before we haven't had much luck with video game adaptations in the past years I mean oh, Assassin's Creed god. oh my god but you like The Witcher it's getting better now I mean oh, it the is Witcher. getting sort of better but then again The Witcher was also a book so <laughs> yeah okay fine fine yeah, yeah point, point taken and the adaptation oh, no. of Witcher on the Netflix series was the stories in the books and not the stories in the games. Yeah, but also, I think, mm. I mean, I guess it's a tangent on The Witcher. The, the problems it had were, like, they, they were more so not really looking into the bigger picture. Like, obviously, with, with certain characters here and there, but I think as an overall series, it was pretty good. At least in my opinion, I like The Witcher. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, that. right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. which then, that's why some people are saying that maybe Uncharted should have been a TV series and not a movie, which I can I kind of get it. But so, based on the games, they kind of felt more like mm. some movie material, I think. Yeah. If you have a podcast yourself, why don't you head on over to podmetrics.co and sign up using the referral code GEEKPD. That's all caps, G-E-E-K-P-D to get full control on how you monetize your show regardless of its size. And if you're an advertiser who wants to collab with us, GeekPD, then we'd love to have you in the precinct. Head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. If you didn't know, this digital precinct, other than being fueled by mere geekdom, isn't the only thing keeping our place running. We're also able to collaborate with other brands using Podmetrics, an incredibly easy way to monetize your podcast. Well, I guess this begs the question, like, let's get down to the nitty gritty and start fighting with each other. This is my favorite part. So uh, let's uh, get to the bottom of this case file. Who do you think is the best treasure hunter in with any that, medium? With, yes. And with, 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 with that being said as well, so we got our choices are Indiana Jones, Rick O'Connell, Lara Croft, of course, Nathan Drake. And lest we not forget our, our, our favorite Nick Cage. From from the amazing film National Treasure, which honestly National Treasures one and two, yeah. Well, okay, I would mm. definitely argue that one is better than two, hundred mm. percent. 
Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and some people do bash two. Like there are some people that like one. No, but, but hate two, two. I still enjoyed two. Though. Exactly. It just I know the first one is was more enjoyable. Yeah. Declaration so, of Independence. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was a great film, and I think he was a great treasure hunter in in the context of where where what he was treasure hunting for with the, with the Mason treasure and all that stuff, and in the second film, trying to clear the name of his grandfather. Who they said was part of the traitors who, p- who plotted to kill a Ramlin. Can you can you can tell that I love these films? Like I know these plots like the yeah. back of my hand. Yeah, but I, so there's there's Nick Cage, and then there's a lot more guys. Like I could yeah, argue. Uh, like I'd say well, Scrooge McDuck is a treasure hunter. I'd say <laughs> nah. My my choice is we haven't. None of you have brushed upon him, and I'm sad. Jack Sparrow, man. Oh, come okay, on. okay, come on. Well, okay, no, he's, he's, a he's not a treasure so hunter. So it's it's in, I mean, it's in the nature of a pirate to steal other people's. Yeah. Like it's kind even, of, even no, but he so, wasn't put in the I context was... of a treasure hunter. In none of the films was he a treasure hunter. Okay, the thing is, I, I was mentioning this a while ago. The call to action is a big factor in distinguishing a treasure hunter. It's yes. not necessarily the treasure itself that is the call to action, but it is a series of events and causalities that eventually lead for the character to go on that quest. In mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean 1, it was the Aztec gold, the gold of Cortez himself, which was they needed to find every single piece mm-hmm. so that they could end the curse of the Black Pearl. Yes. In Dead Man's Chest, it was the Dead Man's Chest. In uh, At World's End, Jack was the, was the treasure himself. They had yes. to go to Davy Jones's locker and get back Jack. On Stranger Tides, it was the Fountain of Youth. And on uh, Salazar's Revenge, or depending on where the, you the are. The Trident of Neptune. Yeah, it was the Trident, Trident of Trident. Neptune. Yeah. There's always a treasure. And I feel like, Yet. although Jack Sparrow is known as chaotic neutral, uh-huh. he never really cared about any of it. I mean, he gave the Fountain of Youth to, uh, what's her name? Blackbeard's daughter. Uh, uh, Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. <laughs> I met her character's name. But yeah, he didn't, he didn't really want Penelope Beard. But a lot of them were involved in his quest to achieve a certain goal. Whether yes. it be to end his debt with Davy Jones, whether it be to get Barbosa and his crew off his back. Or whether yeah. it be, I forgot what his motivation was for Salazar. I guess to defend himself from Salazar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but yeah, because Salazar was coming for him, and yeah. in order to get rid of Salazar, he wanted to end the curse, which made oh. Salazar this undead whatever. So, and the yeah, only thing that could end all curses mm-hmm. yeah. is the Poseidon's trident. So, but I just think I would argue though, the, like yeah. in none of the films that I ever feel. Like Jack Sparrow was a treasure hunter, and in in the context of everything you've talked about, precisely that, like he was just kind of thrown into those situations. But that's not kind of his main thing. He's just a pirate who happens to be good at finding yeah, treasures, the, but he's not a treasure hunter. The, the stories revolve around, like the plot revolves around certain artifacts and treasures in order to, yeah. like let's say for the first one, in order to make the entire Black Pearl crew mortal again. But these beats of a hero's journey only kind of just pertains to but for me it kind of just feels like okay as jack sparrow as a pirate or yeah whoever whoever whichever character you're pertaining to it just it revolves around treasure but it it is more of a classic hero's journey with less of a with less of the treasure hunter uh, counter bench counter argument we uh, i think it's more of a character thing like what exactly are the motivations of jack sparrow uh, him being known as a chaotic neutral and the line kind of gets blurred on where his morals are like what is his moral compass which is exactly why he has a literal broken compass which yes. is the thing that he uses to drive him find what it is goal. He, you desire most yeah exactly and he always chooses like he he chooses to go in the direction that the compass points him i think mm-hmm. that's perfect material representation albeit quite literal of, yes. of where his head is and his heart is at because sometimes he doesn't even know what he wants that's why the, the compass yeah. goes wonky sometimes and at, at, there's this one scene in Salazar, mm-hmm. Salazar's Revenge or Dead Salazar. Metal Dark Dark there's a part where he gives the compass to Barbosa's daughter and he's like oh yeah. it points to whatever you want like, <laughs> I love that scene <laughs> I don't know I think Although his motivation isn't exactly the treasure in itself, 
I think there's also the thrill of adventure that he craves so much all the time. That's why he always yeah. wants to be known as Captain Jack Sparrow, and he's so yeah. he prides all of the stories that people tell about him, the tales that they sing. Like, uh, I made it out of that island through turtles with human hair from my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So wouldn't he just be called like an adventurer? An adventurer. Yeah, he's more of an adventurer and an all-around guy. Yeah, I'd say he's I, like a swashbuckler. A swashbuckler. You know? Yeah, and like I, I, and less of a treasure hunter archetype. Because again, we are talking about specifically treasure hunter archetypes here, like the archetype of a treasure hunter. And Jack Sparrow, Although, it's like you could yeah. say a, a pirate is a nautical treasure hunter. Yes, but him specifically is not necessarily a treasure hunter. At least not portrayed to be one. No, Dre. The thing is, the true treasure that he was they mix Malika. Was the <laughs> friendship they encountered? The all <laughs> it was the friendships that he made along the way. Oh wow. Well, okay. I mean, in deciding, on, did we miss anybody? No, because like, I feel okay, like I want to. Sh- I want to state like a few other characters that you could maybe consider. And again, we're, we're we're talking about here in in pop culture, so popular culture, like people yeah. who are very much well known in to be in this archetype. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe veering off to the edge a bit, but there are a good number because I, I'll I'll argue per 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 example because you okay. have. Okay, you one. Okay, we already we already agreed. Bilbo is kind of like a semi yeah treasure hunter. Uh, Tintin. Tintin is a well, he's a detective oh, kind of investigator. Yeah, but most of his most of his stories always revolve around a certain kind of relic or object that is you know causing some sort of mystery. So it, it's kind of like Indiana Jones, except he's he's a the, hey, he has the cutest dog Jim? and like that cleft hair kind. <laughs> Jim Hawkins. Okay. True though, yeah, Jim Hawkins. Yeah. Jim Hawkins is mm-hmm. from the get go already a treasure hunter. I'm actually, I'm actually listing it down on a in a website here that I completely yeah. agree with. Uh, Scrooge McDuck is is yes. also You've watching. That's Duck. fair. That's yeah. fair. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, because obviously. Oh, and this is my favorite. And I was going to point this out when you brought up the topic mm-hmm. prior to the episode. Mm-hmm. Wario. Wario <laughs> is one of the most. Wait, Wario is a treasure, treasure hunter. Hunters. Okay, because the very first game that Wario was introduced in was Wario Land Super Mario Land 3. Oh, and I thought you were going to say cons- Wario Land Ark of the... <laughs> Ark, Ark of the Covenant. Oh, Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the, the Wario Nant. Ark of the Crystal Covenant Skull. So anyway, the premise of that video game was Wario got super jealous of Mario having an entire castle with Peach and whatnot. Uh-huh. So he ends up traveling to different worlds to steal its... To steal its treasures and coins so that he can put up his own castle. He's just a thief. He's he's not a treasure hunter. No, no, but he's, he's, he's stealing other. <laughs> no, but in every in every Wario game, in every Wario, <laughs> in, in in every Wario game, you know, he reminds me of that guy from sort of um, Lazy Town. You're the bad guy from uh, Lazy uh, Town, Robbie the Ra- Rascal, Robbie the Rascal. Yeah, Robbie oh no, or or. or Robbie the Rascal is a radio personality. Robbie Rotten. I am so yeah, I know. Wait, Robbie Rotten. I, sorry, Robbie Robbie. He yeah. was number one. Robbie Rotten. <laughs> cut, cut that out, Sola. That's <laughs> no, embarrassing. No, no, keep that in. No, no. If we kept all of my things from the last episode, we're keeping all yours. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of all of the Wario games, involve him just stealing treasure and coins in different. Mm-hmm. But is that not what a treasure hunter is? Steal a thief. <laughs> No, not no, when I think he's more of a. Uh, they're not, he's okay, more they're of not a always thief. populated worlds. Like the theme is always okay. Collect this loot here in this world full of yeah. rabbit animals. Because with, with, with most treasure hunters, they're kind of like venturing into ancient places, and there happens to be treasure maybe in that area, and they acquire it. Wario just seems like he just wants to take shit. Wow. Oh yeah, but they're always <laughs> like a lot of the levels are always held in these archaeological esque kinds of okay. which is okay. That, that's places. kind of fair though. So I mean, maybe maybe he could and fall he into superhuman that. strength. But is you know who's oh. a better treasure hunter than <laughs> Wario? <laughs> Milo fucking Thatch. That's who Atlantis. Milo Thatch. Milo Thatch. Atlantis. That's is fair. The best freaking okay, treasure fine, fine, ever. Fine. I swear yeah, to God. That's fair. That's fair. The treasure of love. The yes, treasure of love with Kita. Oh gosh! I mean, Disney well, okay. did not have any business making all those characters so thick. Like all, all, all of that. What? You, oh my god! 
<laughs> Ilagay sa plaka. Oh, I swear. Why? Why did everyone have thick thighs? Well, okay. With, with all that, with all that being said, then who is first off? Let's determine who our favorite ones are, and then let's try to decide who we think may be the best, and we'll figure out the categories later down the line. But who are your who, who's your favorite treasure hunter archetype in in pop culture? So, so I can't say Jack Sparrow. I mean, you can say it, but but it's invalid. I can't say Jack Sparrow. Ang <laughs> sama. <laughs> wow. No, because I mean, again, if he then again, if he's a treasure hunter in your heart, then I guess you could say that. But that'll also depend on whether or not he'll he's considered a, by our listeners as a treasure hunter. Because I guess the I guess the treasure that he stole the best was my heart. Wow. Because because like, I feel like Jack, Jack kind of don't get me wrong. I love Jack, but I think he walks the line. No, but it's okay. Like I actually a treasure my, hunter and not a treasure hunter. My head cannon now is Wait, he's a nautical Jack. treasure hunter. I like the sound of that. He's yeah, because I mean he technically is, but also hunter. kind of isn't. And I think mm-hmm. for for this for for this episode or this case file, we're kind of looking at people who are who definitely are treasure hunters. Like you see them, you don't think of them as anything else but a treasure hunter. Okay, fine. The not Jack Sparrow. Yeah, like you can't uh, argue them as anything otherwise. Mm. All right, I think I'm mm. gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with. Um, it's tough. Holy shit. You know what? Ian, why don't you go first? My favorite treasure hunter? Yeah. It's who's your be favorite Bilbo, treasure hunter? Because it's Bilbo the classic Baggins. it's the classic interpretation of a hero's journey. Oh yeah. And I just love the fact that he has a happy ending and he go, he gets to go I the, know, right? To the, to the gray lands. Yeah, to the undying lands. It's so it, oh, it's so <laughs> And you know, every time I think of Bilbo, I just remember that jump scare they had with Bilbo. That unnecessary ass jump scare that yeah. freaking made all of us as I kids like, piss our pants. I kind of like how he was portrayed as an underdog mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the story because it's since he is just hired as a burglar, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of just yeah. see all of these things happening around him and him acting as as a shire folk around him. Like the Mm-hmm. Especially that scene in the Hob- oh in the Hobbit where Galadriel was asking why the why the halfling, and I, I actually don't remember the quote, but it it was just so touching. And the oh yeah, the way it, Gandalf I... explained why he specifically yeah. got a halfling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, wait, nice. I... Why the halfling quote? Yeah. Because because Halflings. they come with the lucky feet at level one. <laughs> <They come>. <laughs> 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 he can reroll all of his natural ones. <laughs> Oh, and oh, it, I I really liked what uh, Gandalf said here. I looked it up. It's the treasure on. It's the treasure under the misty mountains. Like it's- yeah, no, but because again, it, it it when you think of Bilbo, you don't really instantly label him as a treasure hunter in that archetype. Oh, uh, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, because if if we're going in that context, you know, just just to make everybody happy, let's have a category of. Like a one where we're not too strict about it, where we can let's say probably get Bilbo and Jack, and then we'll have one. Just in the strict category, if you look at them, you're like treasure hunter. Okay. So, well, for for this round, it's Jack Sparrow and Bilbo. Oh yeah. And, okay, uh, what yeah. is that quote? It says, "It says here, Saruman believes it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but that is not what I have found. I found it is the small things, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keeps the darkness at bay. Simple acts of kindness and love." Perhaps it is because I am afraid, and he gives me courage. Oh, yeah! Now so, like, it was it was a really that touching so quote. Nice. And- Why Bilbo Baggins? Because he has Frodo. Oh, and also he's one of the most but powerful. Yeah. Uh, like he was one of the few characters in the Lord of the Rings that had the willpower to just willingly give up the ring. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people actually don't really even th- think about. Like they forget how much willpower it takes to give up the ring. Which Bilbo was able to do, which Frodo failed to do. Yeah, maybe maybe Isildur failed to. Yeah, do. I I think I think Fro- uh, Bilbo was the only one that rolled a natural twenty on yeah. that on that constitution yeah. saving throw or that wisdom check. So, yeah, I mean, and Sam, wait, Golem wait. rolled a natural one. Okay, so one. If, if Migs and <laughs> yeah. I are Jack and Bilbo, what is yours? Yeah, Dre. You know, like 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 I said, I I, I think I've I made it clear from the from the get go. I've already I've already said his name. I. You know what? No, looking back now, no, because I want to say Rick. I really want to say it's Rick O'Connell, but some, something in the back of my head is telling me it's Nathan Drake, right? Oh yeah, but God's because for me, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I think for me, the reason why, 
Rick O'Connell is my favorite. Um, again, this is not, we're not talking about who the best one is. It is. It's just our, our favorites. Uh, for me, it's like when I, every time I think of treasure hunting, the one thing that keeps going back into my head is that scene with the scarabs that get under your skin. Oh, and oh the my mummy. God. Right? When oh I think God. about, yeah. when I'm, uh, in, my, like in my travels in Europe and when we, you know, during our, the tours and we go to these places, like, Maybe some spelunking here and there, or or just when we're looking at ancient places, I always remember that scene. Every time I think about an ancient place, I think about that scene. Yeah, the mount yeah, of and scarabs. Then the uh, just a bunch of scarabs just chasing you down. That that's yeah. kind of just a classic scene to me. Arguably, even more so than the boulder scene. And again, this could be they did something like that. They did something like that with Uncharted, but instead yes. of scarabs, it was spiders. Yeah, and the, you had to fend them off with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you had to like run away from them in that decrepit house, and it was just so. Ugh, which, oh my God, I hate that scene. which again is uh, another indication of how influential that kind of scene is to pop culture. That we still see that being adapted, and again, it can definitely be argued that that's the same effect you get with the boulder. And I don't want to start any fights because that's Migs's job; he's the fight starter in this group. But you know, I mean, again, to each their own. And I definitely do acknowledge how great indie is, and 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 how great all the stuff there is. It's just that. When I see, I guess the best way to put it is when I watch The Mummy, I want to be Rick O'Connell. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I, mean, I watch Indiana wanna, Jones, there are revolvers yeah. trapped around your waist. I want to be with Indiana Jones like on his adventures, but I wouldn't particularly, I don't see him in, and, and think, I want to be that guy. He's cool. I, like, I mm. think he's a fantastic figure, and I think you know, I'd want to be his friend, and I want to go on adventures with him. But Rick is like, I want to be Rick O'Connor, you know, and I think oh, yeah. that's yeah. why he's I my think favorite. Because Indiana also has the professor archetype, yeah. His- which to be argued, which can be argued later on, and who might be the best one is could be an edge because on top of being a treasure hunter, he has the, uh, you know, the historical mm-hmm. knowledge behind all that stuff. But, but so does Rick. So yeah. does Rick. Don't mess with Rick O'Connell, man. He was able to go head to head with Jet Li <laughs> in. In Tomb of the Dragon yeah, and, and the, the rock. rock and the Rock. Yeah, my goodness. Oh my yeah, God. the poorly CGI the Rock. The best treasure hunter is the Scorpion King. <laughs> the Scorpion King. Oh my God! Uh, you remember when Jet Li turned but, into I mean, that three-headed dragon? <laughs> that was so I know. bad. It's you know that film felt like they couldn't afford Jet Li for longer than a couple so they of had scenes. To, yeah. So they just CGI'd him the rest of and the like way. And like when he came out of that giant fountain thing, there were just three Jet Li heads that popped out first, and then oh, oh, yeah, that, that became so a dragon head. Ugh. Oh man, that 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 was unusual. Unusual is an understatement. Yeah. But I mean, as you guys mentioned as well, Nathan Drake, for our generation, is such a an, he's such he's such an influential and a, and a fan favorite because besides the Mummy, he was the next kind of in our generation treasure hunter. He was the guy. Yeah. Because some of us as kids kind of remember watching the Mummy, but in our in our lifetimes as teenagers and you know where we can vividly remember stuff we remember playing uncharted the game and 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 being nathan drake Mm. and i think that's why he's such an important character and probably the favorite of a lot of people yeah i mean i think that's exactly why treasure hunters like the trope itself just touches the hearts of and even mummies women men and children alike because it's just that sense of king yeah and and kings and and scorpion scorpion kings (laughs) (laughs) and and kings I mean, it's yes. just that sense of adventure and the thrill of just wandering into places unknown, not yeah. knowing how you're going to get out of that sticky situation. But at the end of the day, you always do. Whether it be with consequence or a lesson learned is a thing. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's one of the things that a lot of people love about indie, or at least why uh, it was just another thing they had against Crystal Skull was that in, in all the older Indiana Jones films, what's so amazing about indie is that he always seems to get out of it like at the very last moment like you see he, he's about to die and he somehow finds a way to save himself while in crystal skull he's he's gone god mode like yeah. you, you don't really see indy getting hurt yeah. in crystal yeah. skull right yeah, yeah and yeah and i think you know like just the creativity of getting out of those sticky situations is one of the best parts about watching a, a treasure hunter kind of film or archetypal film but in again i guess in in, in that case as much as i love nathan drake Rick O'Connell, I would, I'd label him as my favorite treasure hunter in the context of, again, me wanting to be him. Both as a kid and, yeah. and now, like, re-watching it again. So with all that yeah. being said, who do we think is the best overall treasure hunter? 
Okay, let's let's settle this the the quick and easy way. Oh, unless unless you guys do you guys have different options for the strict the stricter category of let's say if we didn't count Bilbo or Jack, do you guys have a fa- a favorite one? I'd like to think Tomatoa is a treasure. Who? Tomatoa <laughs> What is that? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> have you no, not watched Moana? I haven't seen Moana. Have you not watched Moana? Are you looking at this this yeah, eye? Okay, so just choose Tomatoa one eye. <laughs> So Tomatoa is this big gigantic mythical crab who lives underwater. That from Moana, uh, Moana shiny. That Moana and uh, what's the name of the rock? Uh, uh Maui. Maui. Maui? Yeah, that Moana, See, I, Maui I know their to, names. I just haven't seen the they, film. They had to travel there to get back his magical hook. And when you yeah. meet him, Tomatoa is actually like he he sleeps like Smaug. He yeah, has all of his gold a, and treasures with him because he has a that's horde. All of it. Yeah, that's it's all he accumulated throughout it's a his giant, life. It's a giant crab horde. It's, yeah, it's horrifying. And it takes a demigod to kill Tomato. Yeah. You know, they kill, so, like, he's he's all... he's distra- Oh, yeah. Oh, they kill him? What? No. 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 Jeez, don't no I don't him. mind spoil- no. spoilers. I'm just surprised <laughs> that they killed him in a, like a children's film. No, they don't film. kill him. They kind of just... Defeat they beat him. him. They defeat him. Yeah. 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 So and they leave him in the realm of monsters. Yeah. So I'm gonna put a pin on that. Tomatoa. Are we are we are we counting Tomatoa? <laughs> no, but it's just, like, it's just the last one. one. <laughs> I, no. Oh yeah. I, so in, in, in this in the stricter category, who are your guys' choices? With the options that we have, I, I, I'd argue that Lara Croft. Okay. I, I'd pick Lara Croft. Um Lara Croft does like I didn't really grow up with her movies per se. But I just like the. I- Can you imagine if Migs goes? I pick Lara Croft because I see her and I'm just like, I want to. No, who <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to be? Who wouldn't want to be Lara Croft? I mean, like Angelina Jolie, I mean, man. Not just Angelina Jolie, but like the the video game character is the character, yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The '94 character or the the reboot to both, both, character? both of both are such strong yeah. characters. Ooh, I will. Like, I will say though, the, or- the the newest <laughs> the newer version does have a more practical wardrobe. Like honestly, the amount of mosquito bites you would get in those booty shorts and that tank top, it's just it's not practical. To each his own. To well, each his own. But I think that Lara yeah. Croft, like the I think that her moral compass is in check, unlike Jack Sparrow. Agreed. I think that she's very straightforward. She's the type of character to not take any bullshit. Um, despite the fact that And she's really smart. Yeah. Despite the fact that tombs do have a lot of bullshit. Like, you know, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like spikes again. Yeah. Pendulum again, pitfall again. Yeah. You know, just I, 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 I don't know. I just mm-hmm. there's something about mm-hmm. Lara Croft that gives me the idea that there, there's no, there's no possible situation that she could be caught in a stupid situation and not get out of it. Oh, mm. true. With her double pistols. Yep. Actually, Who, who's mm-hmm. who's yours, Bradder? Wario. That's a very good argument, though, because like I would say mm-hmm. Bilbo, but it's it's not under the it's not under the criteria. And looking back at it into it now. I love trapping my butler in the original Lara Croft game and behind the bathroom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so, I love how that's your takeaway. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Also, because, okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to retrospectively look back into yeah. all of the, everything I know about Lara Croft. And his, mm. her arc with the first movie with her dad is also really nice. I like that Da Vinci Code yeah. scenes where she, he teaches her puzzles and stuff. That, that's really good. And... Given given her in house knowledge of already archaeological stuff, content, and given she already has a crooner in, she has her guy in the chair. Yeah, she has. She already. She always has a guy. Like, oh, okay. Do I need to play? In? I but got she's a guy for she, that. she's set up. Yeah, like she's so she's so set to for for her adventures, her ex expeditions. Mm-hmm. So I guess in terms of being fully equipped, yeah, I would say she would be the best. Because if you ilagay sa plaka, I get yeah. See, and uh, Lara Croft uh-huh. being fully equipped. Yeah, she's am I right? Fully equipped with everything. <laughs> Stream and if because if I would compare her to Indy, I would I would notice that in every movie, Indy's always parang beat up and he's always he's on been the barely lower making end of the stick. out of there. Yeah, he's, a, he's yeah. he always has the shorter end of the stick when yeah. it comes to his discard. This like how is he going to? Yeah. how is he going to sneak into this country? How is he going to reach this specific person? It's yeah. always a, a a risk with him compared to yeah. It's pretty much all I have to say. That's actually those those are very much so really good options or well a, re- a really good option being both of yours is Lara Croft and, like and I did and no and I and I de- he's going for Nick Cage mix <laughs> <laughs> and no and and I and I and I totally actually I I we haven't even talked about Nick Cage in that context but yeah I totally get it like I I, I that's a good aspect of 
si Lara Croft. That I think she's the only one that's fully set in terms of her team, though. And everybody's just kind of like winging it. <laughs> Most of treasure oh, hunting true. is winging that's it. That's true. Except, unless you're Lara Croft. Yeah, actually, but it's because Lara's, Lara. because Lara's rich. <laughs> she can afford it. Oh, but yeah. this all of our judgment, all our judgment is based on the films and video games yes. prior to the 2018 reboot because she's kind of an underdog in the 2018. And I mean, those were that's when she started out. It's more of an origin story. So, yeah, yeah. So, so with, her with, movie with, was horrible though. <laughs> and I guess to to conclude the, this this overall case, who would you say? Well, I would you her being your favorite? Would you say she is the best treasure hunter archetype? For me, yeah. I'd, I'd say objectively, like subjectively rather. Yeah, like if we're, if we're thinking, like if we all put these people, go find this treasure, who would actually find it first? Mm. Yeah. Like in that context. Well, maybe Lara wouldn't find it first, uh, but to the person that it. does find it first, she'll probably just shoot that person. <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly which is exactly what a treasure hunter would do. Like, you know, get oh, rid of the yeah, competition that's... and shit. So if the, if the dungeon doesn't kill him, the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider will. <laughs> Oh, and, I'd, and I'd like to add, I guess it would be nice. It would, it would make sense for someone to call their favorite or best treasure hunter to be someone that is a playable character in a video game. Because if yeah. you're trying to immerse someone into the subtext of archaeology or, or lost ruins and whatnot, the perfect way to expose them to that or to let them, to give them that kind of experience is through yeah. a video game to, to play as the treasure hunter. So I guess, you know, a video game character would yeah. be the. It would make yeah. sense. And I, and I, I would definitely, I might actually have to agree with you guys in terms of Lara Croft having all of the, the resources in our hands. Because technically, Rick is a better mummy killer than he is a treasure hunter. Like in both films, it's really about him k- killing mummies. So if we're talking about setting all of these people against each other to find a treasure, unless there's a mummy involved, you know, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I don't think Rick has much of a uh, chance here because. You know, I mean, he always had his wife who was very much so knowledgeable also in a lot of the historical facts. So if we're just thinking them individually, he's a great fighter and he might fight for that treasure. But if we're just talking about treasure hunter skills, Lara's got the uh, the resources for it. But arguably, Nathan Drake does have he finds ways to get the resources for Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Mm -hmm. the the opinion that matters. Is that it? Yeah. Is that is that is Geek PD's official best treasure hunt? This is gonna get so much flat, guys. We're choosing Lara Croft over Indiana Jones. Ah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, regardless of regardless of gender, though, like just as a pop culture character. But granted, maybe that's maybe that's that's what makes us different because we nobody really thinks about. Oh no, that's not. I guess because we're guys and the appeal is there. Yeah. You yeah, like she's just she's OP, dude. If you put her, you know that deathmatch series on YouTube where they mm-hmm. pit characters you against know each other. I'm gonna, She'd I'm gonna wreck the rest of the treasure. Hunt. Change my choice. I'm choosing Nathan Drake, even if he's not my favorite one. I think he's the best one because, all things considered, he can match up with all of these people, and he did not have a formal education. He was just smart enough to figure this all out and have this knowledge on his own, and he found Shangri La. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and and okay, all yeah. the stuff he's found in the game, and he cl- he got out of a crashed train by himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But but again, I guess in the context of that, the fact that he can match up to everybody else, not having a formal education, while Lara Croft obviously is a rich kid who had a formal education and has all these resources. I think I think Nathan can him and him his and little his notebook, plethora of reaction based scenes. Yeah. So that's my, that that's that's my choice. I will go against the grain and say. That Nathan Drake is the best treasure hunter archetype in well, our current roster. I guess the opinion that matters the most is the opinion of our listeners. So if you guys want to tell us who your favorite treasure hunter is, yes. do check us out on our Facebook That's page. True. That is facebook.com slash geekpd. We also have an Instagram page. You guys our wanna... Instagram handle is at geekpd official. Yes. Yeah, so do do like and follow us on those avenues. And I mean, granted, we want to hear your opinions. Please don't spam our, our messages, our DMs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we wouldn't mind the attention though. Like, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And yeah. let us know if you want to DM us which of these characters do you guys do. I, I guess, do we have to cosplay our favorite one? So I guess both of you guys have to cosplay Lara Croft. I am okay with I, that. I am very okay with that. <laughs> there we go. 
Okay, I mean, you heard it here first. Oh, yeah. I, I wear a sandwich. Those photos. I mean, we're we're, we're all working from home, so I wear a sandwich and short shorts every day anyway. So, so you are Lara Croft. <laughs> I just got. <laughs> I just gotta. I just gotta add some guns and a rock. Lang lang desert eagles. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess that is case closed for us. I mean, well, although we have a we have two for Lara Croft and one for Nathan Drake. I guess we can call it a, a case closed because at the end of the day, again. And this, and this question, and in this, and this Majority endeavor, win. there's way too many. There are way too many variables to actually even decide who we think is the best one. So it's all up to you and who lives in your heart as the best one, as Migs would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> the right. first episode well, of season thank, two. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, and also thank you to Podcast Network Asia for allowing us to have this platform in which we can release our podcast episodes to you, the wonderful listeners. If you guys want other podcasts we also have a bunch of other podcasts under the network you can check out the cool pals for your comedy fix there's also the wrestling mm-hmm. wrestling show for people who are uh advo- advocates into or, wrestling or into, into wrestling or wrestling. you know why'd you turn russian of wrestling. you want to you want to find you want to find some partners to do wrestling with and there's also other a bunch of other podcasts like everything in between with joe and you can yes yeah and there's the also Kadazzers. Kadazzers. That's right so yeah, just check us out on podcastnetwork.asia. I guess that's yeah. it. And of course, you can find them on Spotify as well. All these other podcasts that we just mentioned. They're all on Spotify and Apple Music as well. So do mm-hmm. check them or, out. And again, follow us on our Spotify, Apple Instagram, music. and Facebook. So episode one. Woo! Episode one, season two. Season that's two. That's about it. Woo! And again. Thank you for dropping by the precinct. Geek BD. <laughs> Geek BD. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we've been doing this for one season, guys. Uh, uh, I will. Okay, let's. Uh, let me just throw this out there right before we end it. If it does, if if it does feel like we're we're a little bit on of a different rhythm than we usually are, it's because we're trying to keep things at a steady kind of one hour long yeah. podcast length. And as y'all know, with our previous episodes, it's a little tough because we're usually one hour thirty to two hours. And so, also, like, it's, it's kind of hard, like, with this new dynamic of, of going over. We're actually recording online right now on video yeah, call. Yeah, through Discord. Yeah, yeah. through Discord. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's very different from what, how we're accustomed to the studio and everything. So, yeah, yeah just bear with us. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, home, I guess, do healthy. let us know. Because what's, what's the most important to us is how you guys want to consume our content. So, if you guys are happy with the one hour length, or if you guys want us to go back to the one hour 30 to, to two hours, let us know because again we're, we're doing this for you guys as well as for you guys the best way you guys can consume our content and we'd be more than happy to talk for another seven to eight hours for you that's true <laughs> especially with this topic there was so much more we wanted to touch on but again we're trying to keep it down and that i guess that's where we must conclude this topic and again if you guys want us to touch on this again we totally will if you want us to touch mm-hmm. on totally. treasure hunters yeah my name is Migs. my name is dre my name is Ian. Welcome and thank you for dropping well, by. Well, the welcome, Olet. Because <laughs> I'm gonna introduce them and I'm gonna shove them out the door. Okay. Okay. So hi and okay, I'll do that again. Okay. Uh, uh, BD. Geek BD. Thank you guys so much Geek for stopping BD. by the precinct. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>